How was your shoot today? It was great. It was for People Magazine, and it was a really fascinating story. You know, they always are. So it was good. That's awesome. Welcome to Real Beauty with FD, a space where we discuss what beauty means to us. Whether it's a product that sells out every second around the world or it's a cult classic, to discussing body positivity to building incredible brands, we're here to find your little black dress in skincare, makeup, and more importantly, promoting happiness within your own skin and owning it. Each episode, I'm bringing in a new personality to discuss all things beauty and touch on their inspiring stories. So this week, we have Tanya Reiner, who is a celebrity and editorial makeup artist. Um, Welcome to the pod, Tanya. Thank you for having me, Francine. I'm so, so excited about this. And I know I sent you some kind of topics and questions, um, and I'm going to try and not be too selfish about all the makeup tips and skincare tips that I really want from you, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's let's kick it off. And I ask every guest this question, but what does beauty mean to you? Beauty means, hopefully, the balance between the inside light that is in all of us and the exterior that is visible to everyone um, that sometimes can reflect that, you know, I, I, that's everybody's chore, right? <laughs> to try to strike the balance between how you feel and, and the requirements just to be blunt on um, how, how we have to present ourselves. Yeah, it's definitely a fine balance. And I think it also depends on how you feel on the day. (laughs) That Yeah, this is ever changing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it really is. It is crazy how quickly you can go from being super confident, owning an outfit, starting out the house. And then the next day I can look at that same outfit and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wore that or just feeling so different about how I feel, not just outside, but inside. Um, it is, yes, ever, ever changing. Um, yeah, so- I think the, the best thing about that, though, is that it never lasts. You true. know, um, that's true. It's, 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 it's ever changing. Thank goodness. I know. Um, and also, I would definitely hate and I know some people do just kind of fall into that mindset where they just can't get out of feeling a certain way. Um, And I guess, you know, being involved in the beauty industry, the way you are, um, and especially focusing on makeup and how you make people feel, what was it about the beauty industry that kind of pulled you in? Well, I'm from a very small town in Kansas. So, um, I didn't fully understand what was even possible in the beauty industry. I, you know, this was in the late eighties and you got your magazine once a month in the mail. And that was really, and style by Elsa clench was on CNN on Saturday mornings. And other than that, um, you were, you were starved for, for content. Um, But I think obviously it's the glamor of it. And I, 
specifically remember a moment with a contest winner, a beautiful Canadian model named Monica Schneer. She was on the cover as the winner and then they had some behind the scenes shots. And I had never seen a behind the scenes shot from a photo shoot before. And there was a makeup artist sitting on the grass next to her with his kit open, touching her up. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Um, and I was, you know, looking for a way out of my hometown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that seemed like a nice option. And then probably, I guess, in my mid-20s, um, I was doing a catalog photo shoot. This was before your agent would just send you to the shoot. There wasn't, I didn't know who was going to be there each day. Oh, wow. And oh, my gosh. I walked I know. <laughs> you know, there were going to be probably, you're booked Monday through Friday, and there are three or four models each day. And, you know, that's that's basically all you know. Yeah. And I walked in and Monica Schneer was sitting there and I did her makeup. Oh my gosh. Isn't it just, did you feel at that moment? You're like, wow, we've come full circle here. (laughs) Full circle. And she, it's always a moment because they're sitting, staring into the, you know, they're sitting with their backs to the door facing the makeup counter. Yeah. So they're, so I'm seeing her reflection in the mirror, you know, <laughs> thinking that's Monica Schneer. There she is. Oh my gosh. So how did you feel like in that moment? So I guess to your point, if you don't know who's kind of going to be on the shoot and even just to kind of prepare yourself, or do you typically know like how many people you're going to have to do? I know you mentioned like typically three, but how do you compose yourself or have you managed over the years or have you ever be kind of starstruck where you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is a big deal. I- Yeah, I know. Now we know everything before we show up. We know who the caterer is. Oh, wow. (laughs) We we get Instagram profiles. We know everything now. Oh, no way. Wow. Um, Okay. But um, I'm still nervous every single single day um, because I know that they're, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, Um, there are so many variables and the even if you've worked with the same crew many times, mm-hmm. there's always a new model or maybe a new creative director. So, um, but that's what keeps it fascinating. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure, I guess, to your point, there's so much content, there's so much references, and we have Instagram at, you know, Google the fingertips, I guess it makes it easier to also kind of prepare for who you're about to do makeup, right? And just yes. kind of get the yes. thought process. Yes, I I don't Google people beforehand. Um, I just don't like the, the energy that that puts in place. I just want the exchange to be authentic. Yeah. Um, I get more nervous if I know things. So I just leave that <laughs> To, to, you know, come what may. Yeah, that's nice, though. I I feel like that's probably a better way of doing it to your point. It's a bit more natural. Um, And it's 
interesting, you know, saying kind of how you got into the beauty industry and, you know, how we get sent those beauty magazines, you know, every month. And that's kind of all you had. And I will say I'm pretty old fashioned in the fact I still get the monthly subscription. It gets sent to my house. I still get that excitement in me when I'm looking through the pages and thinking, wow, this is just stunning. All of it from the fashion to the makeup and just knowing that there's so much more that goes into it than what you assume from just that picture. Um, So I guess on that, you've been featured in Harper's Bazaar, Vogue. Um, How amazing is that to see your makeup, like your design on a magazine? Well, it's, it's fantastic, but it's mainly fantastic being in the moment and collaborating with everyone. Yeah. So the end result is awesome, but you know, that feeling, especially now when we can see it on, on a computer screen in the moment, when everything is working together and everybody's happy with what they're seeing, that's incredible. And then, you know, you have to wait usually quite a while before things come out. We shoot things in advance. So it, it is kind of like a secondary thrill when, when it actually comes out. Um, so it's, it's great. That's so awesome. So when you're doing um, these shoots and, you know, you've done this for a long time now, how do you, from like, a time element or like how quick are you and does it depend on the level of detail does it depend on kind of what the editorial like what they're looking for because obviously I'm an average person and when it comes to my makeup if I'm going on a night out like out out oh my gosh it can take me forever and if it's like everyday makeup, honestly, I could probably do it within like five minutes, but um, I'm sure, right, right. I'm sure with the amount of practice you've had, you have certain hacks that you can do things quicker or um, like, how do you find it when you are under that type of pressure? Well, I, first of all, I'm not fast. That's not my forte. Um and I can get almost in a meditative state and blend and blend and blend. And then I can <laughs> sense that the person I'm working on is about, you know, like, and we're done now. <laughs> so, um, like it's fine. We're I, good. <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, I love to have an hour and a half if I'm just getting somebody ready, you know, for a night out, that would be ideal because yeah. we're talking and, you know, it's, it's a really fun process. Um, but if I have to get somebody ready in a pinch, I think the hacks are definitely real in that I know how to get the biggest impact from the smallest thing. Yeah. So I might, I'm not going to spend my time blending a contour, you know, under the cheekbone. I'm going to accentuate the brow and get a line on the top lid and get some mascara and a lip and move on down the road. Nice. So those would be the areas that you would typically kind of focus on. And you think from making that impact. So if I was going to do my makeup quickly, those would be the areas. Cause I know from 
so I microbladed my brows a couple of years ago and I didn't realize how much of an impact it would make just on my face, just shaping my face, um, Mm -hmm. knowing that they're like, I don't need to touch them. I instantly stopped wearing as much makeup because I felt like it already looked done, which was perfect from a maintenance standpoint. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But it definitely makes a huge difference. Yeah. I think it depends on, it's so individual. Um, you know, if, if you've, I've got dark circles. So that's one of my main things is trying to look rested and healthy as quickly as possible. So concealer and a little blush are always going to be on my list. Yeah. But I think that people need to um, look at the structure of their face and the brows and how that balances with the cheekbones and the jawline. Those things are all relevant. Um, so I think that um, if you can, and I try every time I'm doing someone's makeup, um, especially if it's a, you know, a person who isn't a professional model, is to get them to see themselves in a different way and to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing and what I'm seeing. I'm choosing to do this to your brow at this exact point on your bone structure so that it balances with your cheekbone and your jawline. And lift your entire face with two little strokes of a pencil. Like, right. To me, that is just fascinating, <laughs> endlessly fascinating. I mean, it really is considering, I mean, I never had like makeup lessons. Like my mom never kind of taught me how to put on makeup. I learned so much of it just from watching my friends or, you know, again, reading mm-hmm. magazines. And obviously now we're inundated with videos and reels on Instagram. And sometimes I'm shocked at how much makeup (laughs) can go into certain looks. But it's yeah, like those little tips, I sometimes think and I have a daughter. And when she gets to a certain age, I really want her to do like a makeup tutorial or something that will kind of give her the tips that like I can't give her, you know? Sure, sure. But you're giving her all of that as she's observing you every single day. So scary. It's thought. more of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true at all. It's it's an attitude and the way you perceive yourself and the way you put that out into the world and she is observing every bit of that. And then the rest, if if you get that core that solid core, the rest is just fun. It should be fun. It should be yeah. ever changing. It should be one day you're inspired by this, you know, French magazine with the girl with the messy hair and just a red lipstick with dark circles, you know, and then the next day you want to look bronzy and beachy and you can do that. That's the greatest part about it. You can change it that dramatically from one day to the next. Yeah, I agree. I think that is the, the thing I love about makeup is how much you can just change up your look by, to your point, adding red lipstick or making your eyes darker or yeah, having that kind of tanned look. It's, I I sometimes feel like, again, going back to the initial point of like, depending on how you feel, sometimes you need that armor. Like you need that confidence boost to be like, I need that red lip to be able to go into this meeting and kill it. (laughs) 
you know? Yeah. Not sometimes. I think all the time for me, it's all the time. Yeah. I will say, you know, as we're kind of slowly coming out of COVID and kind of getting back to normal, dare I say that having to wear a mask for such a long time, I craved wearing lipstick and some mm-hmm. of my work colleagues are like, whoa, I didn't realize how much like lipstick and I change it up every day. And it's because I missed it so much. Like I miss just wearing a shade <laughs> and I feel like now my lipstick collection, oh my goodness, it has exploded, but it's just fun. It's fun <laughs> just to mix it up, you know? Yeah, I do know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. And I think that that's the beauty of it is that you're you're open to seeing yourself in different ways. Um, I mean, it is still surprising to me that women will not even entertain wearing a different shade of lipstick. They just can't find the comfort level. So it's, um, yeah, it's fascinating. (laughs) So do you ever find that? And maybe, um, because you do makeup, not just for um, like celebrities and photo shoots and um, other things, but if you're doing like weddings, for example, and you are recommending and, you know, again, you have the expertise to look at someone's skin type, their, you know, bone structure, everything to say, hey, I recommend this. Do you find exactly to what you just said that some women are like, no, I can't change it? no, I can't wear that color. It's not going to suit me. Do you find it hard to kind of challenge a little bit and say, let me just try and see what you think? I do a lot of challenging if someone is hiring me for a professional headshot or, you know, something like that. A bridal thing is a very different scenario. I have no business if they're open to recommendations, great, but yeah. I have no business telling a bride what she should look like on her day. <laughs> I, I provide a service, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love I, to push people and sometimes they're surprised that that lipstick that is that bright red in the tube, once you get everything else, in yes. place and it's all yeah. balanced how beautiful it can be and everyone says I can't wear red so I love to debunk that no I I love it I think the more we're open just to trying and don't get me wrong like sometimes I look back at certain looks and I think oh maybe I won't try that again but at least you've tried you know absolutely it's makeup come on exactly you can always take it off Let's be honest. Take it off. <laughs> it's not permanent. <laughs> so question, because you mentioned darker under eyes. So I am very late to the game, but I recently discovered baking. I'm hoping that's the right term because it's all I've been using. Yes. Where you use powder. I've been using translucent powder. And oh my goodness, I hate myself that I just found this out like last month. But it makes such a difference. And I do it some mornings because, again, we have a three and a half year old and sometimes she wakes up early. But I just have a little bit of concealer and then I put on the powder and I've actually been using Kim Kardashian Beauty. The powder is like super fine. It's amazing. I'm very impressed. And I leave it for like 10 minutes and then I take it off and I'm like, whoa. So do you have any other tips 
like that or any other techniques that you would recommend if people wake up looking tired? (laughs) I do. Um, There are beautiful color correctors now. That's been a thing forever. You know, using a color to counteract whatever color your darkness is. Sometimes it's more of a blue undertone and you use a a peach color corrector. The, The beauty of it and the newness of it is that the formulas are so superior now, just like the powders that you just mentioned. The, yeah. the quality is so fine that you can do things that are um, believable to the naked eye. Um, everyone is going to look fabulous on Instagram or whatever if mm-hmm. they're sitting there not making any expressions, mm-hmm. not. I mean, you know, not sweating, not moving, <laughs> and they're surrounded by a beautiful ring light. Yeah, just not so not true. real. So, um, I tend to use a very light hand in everything. Um, but and if you use a color corrector, overall, you can use less product, less concealer, because you've already counteracted the discoloration, and then you just need a tiny bit of concealer to add brightness. And to make everything a little more three-dimensional, you don't want your face to be all one color. Yes, ideally not. And another question, and maybe this is my ignorance, you put concealer on after you put on foundation or if you have a BB cream or do you do it before? Because I always used to do it before and I feel like it's wrong. (laughs) There there aren't any rules. If, If you're getting the result you want, awesome. If you're not, try a different way. Okay. So, you know, in the 90s, we always did concealer first and then added foundation on top. Now, I'm 100% of the time, I do it the exact opposite. Okay. Um, and I use on almost everyone. I mean, unless there's an extremely young model, you know, I just think that there's much product around the eye basically that yeah the way you express yourself and the way your facial movements happen you're just inviting creasing and Mm -hmm. and yes you can get lift at the outside corner of your eye and all those things you can create illusions and they're beautiful for one moment in time in a photograph but yeah it's probably not so cute across the table from your friend at lunch (laughs) Right. And it depends on exactly to your point, like how you're wearing the makeup, because I think we've all been caught in the scenario where you're getting ready for a night out. The lighting you're using is darker or maybe not the best lighting. And the amount of times I've stepped outside or got into the car and said to my husband, oh my God, did you see my blush? Like what is going on? Why didn't you tell me? And honestly, my poor husband sometimes is like, I thought it was the look you were going for. And I'm like, no, no, this is not fashionable. He was like, well, I don't know. Like some of the contour is super dark now. I'm like, no, this was not it. Um, So it's true. And it's like daylight is sometimes not your friend, depending on how much makeup or how bold you are applying it. It's so true. Lighting is everything. Join us next week for part two of this conversation with Tanya. Thanks for listening.